The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Oh yeah! How do we start the show like that? Well, you know, it happens. Hi, welcome to the five count. Here it is. Yes. The one, the only, the five count. Aren't you glad you stayed tuned? I mean, yeah. Yes. Wait a minute. Are you asking me or Southern Minnesota? Just talking. Just talking. Just talking. I'm okay. I'm here. I'm here for it. This is the five count. Thank you so much. I just want to start out by saying uh, we pre-recorded this program on February 27th, and uh, Sophia, if this is like 2040-something or whatever, and you're listening to all these programs over because you <laughs> love and miss your daddy or whatever it is, uh, happy birthday. You just turned seven. Congratulations. Wow. I'd like to say um, happy birthday as well, and also your dad never listened to this show. So uh, I'm dumbfounded that you are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she ever will, but in case she does, I love you so much, honey pie. And uh, I hope you had a good birthday. Tom, you need to say something nice to me. Do you realize what I went through driving up here? I drove the same stuff up here. What are you talking about? I was listening to the radio. Yeah. Okay. And I turned it to a station and it was Eric Clapton. So then I said, ugh. And then I changed it. And it was Rod Stewart. Wow. And I said, gross. It's the perfect So I storm. changed it again. Yeah. And it was Don Henley. Yes. And then I had to pull over. I almost threw up. <laughs> like, can you imagine? <laughs> All three of those at the same yeah. time? It's, yeah. What the hell's wrong with Mankato Radio? That's your perfect storm of enjoyment right there. Gross. Wow. I feel sick just even telling you about it that's amazing i don't know what to tell you that really lucky for you i guess who are the pds in this town i don't know i am not impressed that is quite the ordeal terrible how could you how could you hit three different stations with all that era um it was just a thing that happened like how could that even be are you calling me a liar 
I don't. I just. I don't know. Are you know. making light of my plight? I'm just asking a question. Simple, straightforward. I, I almost puked. <laughs> I feel you there. Anyway, if you'd like to almost puke, it's the five count. Welcome. We got a good show tonight. Do we really? The music tonight won't make you want to puke. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Wow. Guess who's joining us on the show tonight? No idea. We've got a special guest. Exclusive interview with Gwen Dickey. Yes, the voice of Rose Royce. (laughs) What? Yeah, Rose Royce. Wow. You know, they were working at the car wash. Yeah, dude. Working at the car wash. They put their money where their mouth was. Uh Uh-huh. They did their dance. Awesome. You know. Yeah. Rose Royce. Good, good movie. Gwen Dickey's on the program tonight. Wow, that's kind of crazy. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Ton's here also. I am here, barely. It's pretty much the opposite of what I just described my journey to the studio tonight. Yeah. This is like the complete opposite of that. Like it's the good version of that. Okay. Instead of Rod Stewart, it's Ton. <laughs> What about for those who really love Rod Stewart? Uh, you probably suck. Okay. And definitely are not well-liked. Wow. And I don't want to know you or know of you. Jeez. It sounds like really... I don't need friends like that, Tom. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Give well, me a... Um... Seriously, on purpose, people are enjoying Rod Stewart? I mean, you I... think th- that's a real thing? Yeah, I think, I think there are some out there that... Somebody yeah. was driving at the same time I was, and they turned that station on, and they said, ooh, Rod. <laughs> you think that happened? <laughs> I, I mean, quite possibly. What song was it? Come on. I turned it off before I could be, have too much of it seep into my subconscious. Mm. Okay. Um. I mean, I think people... It was like- that song about tonight being the night and everything will be all right it's oh, very yeah. rapey sounding really and i turned it off i don't want anything to do with that yeah Ugh. <laughs> i mean i don't yeah i don't know what to say um you know if you love rod stewart go to hell <laughs> that's what ton wanted to say but he's in church and he'll be there soon anyway, as wow. you can tell from his hacking. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, um, great. It's the, glad we established our demographic. Thank you so much. Ton, thank you so much. Did you know that we have nothing else planned, but it's still going to be a top-notch program? We do have uh, some messages that some people had the foresight to call or text to the five count hotline. Nice. The five count hotline. Five zero seven five one nine twenty thirty. That's the ticket to your dreams. Yeah. The five count. There's five of them. <laughs> oh yeah. I miss when you used to say that all yeah. the time. Wow. Todd, I have a message that a guy named Billy Floyd shouts sent. Oh yeah, I like that guy. Oh, you won't like him after you hear oh, this question. Geez, come on. Is there a reason Ton calls it F1 racing rather than the socially acceptable in America Indy cars? 
Is he a don't call it jelly kind of guy when it comes to staged rich dudes and expensive go karts? <laughs> Signed, Billy Floyd shouts. <laughs> wow. Listen, I don't, I mean, there's a part of me that just doesn't even want to get upset because I understand that he doesn't understand what's happening here. He doesn't know. I don't either. But I think he does know and he's just trying to get under my skin with these comments. Formula One is not the same as IndyCar. It's completely different. It is? Yes. I thought it was the same thing. No. What's an IndyCar? An IndyCar is a little bit less horsepower. Um, Most of them all have a similar chassis, but engines can probably be kind of different. Um, Sometimes they even have a full covering over the driver, although it's just like glass. Um, Yeah, not quite as fast. They will race around ovals as well as circuits. Um, Formula One is circuits only. Indy is only in America. Formula One is all around the world. Um, faster car uh, each car is pretty much completely unique um, some of them share a similar drive train but um, the, the monocoque and the chassis is all pretty much 100% unique a lot of different rules are these uh, real words you're saying or? yes I mean I've heard these words but in not so much in the order that you're saying them it's in it's it's uh, I mean it's it's similar in the respect that they're both open wheel racing, um, you know there is that open with like hovercrafts. No, there's no fenders over the wheels, which makes it pretty dangerous. Oh, why? Because if you they're run, showing off if you what? collide, oh, why do they do that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably showing off. No, it's really a, the maximum weight reduction and, you know, trying to get as much grip and weight reduction as possible. Smallest, lightest car, fastest, biggest engine. Formula One is basically just like the height, the absolute pinnacle of motor racing. Um, Okay. <laughs> Indy isn't terrible. It, it's nothing against IndyCar. So then why don't you call it jelly? Is it because jam don't shake like that? Yeah. All right. Where does Bobby Allison, what does he do? I think he's a commentator. Color commentator. F1. Maybe Indy. Maybe NASCAR. Is this how you spend your free time? No. What are you talking about? Like all your automobile racing knowledge. Oh, I'm a, um, I'm a little. I do spend my free time watching Formula One stuff. Yes, a lot. I do. I do that. I watch most of the testing. I watch the. I watch the tech videos. You know, I don't watch a lot of the press conferences. That gets a little bit. To be a little bit much for me, but are you building a race car? No, but I'd love to. I'd love to work on team. I'd love that. That Is it so awesome? Is it true that Bobby Allison is your uncle? Maybe. You're not sure. You think you know something like that? (laughs) No, he's not my uncle. You need that twenty-three and me. So yeah, I don't know. 
Your Uncle Bobby is not Bobby Allison? I mean, I'm not at liberty to, to discuss. That's too bad. I'd tell people it was. Would you? Or Bobby Brown. That one would be a different story, yeah. I'd have to say. It's either Bobby Allison or Bobby Brown. <laughs> My uncle, that is. Yeah. That's or funny. Cowboy Bob Orton. You know, never before in my life did I think it was humorous at all that I had an Uncle Bob. But I really do have an Uncle Bob. And I don't know why, but that's sort of like funny now. Why is that? Like funny haha? Yeah, does a lot of people have Uncle Bobs? I had an Uncle Dwayne. Is Bob even a... I think that's a real name. Yeah, but do people name their kids Bob or Bobby anymore? And that's the thing. His name isn't like Robert, and they call him Bob. His name is Bobby. Is it Bobbert? No. It's just straight Bobby. Straight Bobby. And then they call him Bob. That's weird. It's not not weird. Yeah. I don't know what that says about okay. anything. I don't know what you're saying about anything. But I do know Gwen Dickey from Rose Royce is on the show tonight. We could hear some Rose Royce. It's going to be great. We could hear a song about a car wash and working at it. That'd be awesome. You might not get rich, but at least you're not digging a ditch. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes.
Hi, I'm Lakeside Captain Mark Wood. Whenever I'm in Minnesota, I always listen to the five count. You should too.
I just can't let you go 
Tons going down because you ain't around. It's Man. the five count. Here it is. That was Rose Royce. Gwen Dickey from Rose Royce is going to be on the show later tonight. Awesome. Ton will be here all night. I'm going to be here for yeah. the next whatever hour and a half. The next 20 years. 20 years. Where else is he going to go? He's dedicated his life to uh, indie cars and public radio. Not indie cars. And there's no room for anything or anyone else. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, guess what? A uh, chicken butt. Somebody finally told me about uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation, which that person was not you for some weird reason. I thought that was really strange. A cartoon program? Yes. That's been out for three years? Yes. Huh. And you never once mentioned it to me. And then I asked you if you've seen Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm thinking in my head, like, what kind of a friend that knows that his other friend loves He-Man, Masters of the Universe, watches the thing about it and thinks it's good and then doesn't say anything to his friend? I was like, what is that? Pretty lousy one. Yeah, like ridiculous. Did you know that they made a new He-Man in the early 90s and then also one in the early aughts? I knew about the early aughts one. But not the new adventures of He-Man? I don't know. I don't recall that one as much. The early aughts one I didn't like. Oh. I didn't what? know about it. How come you didn't tell me? Because I didn't know about it until you told yeah, me see? about that. Hurts, doesn't it? You told me about them. Now you know how I feel. A few years back. What I'm saying is I finally started watching it and whoa, man. If you're at all a fan and no, haven't no, it's, seen it, you it's should. E-man. Yeah, but you should see it. You ever seen that new uh, show, Hall Man? Uh, yeah. It's like He-Man, but... Mid-Vietnam? Not very good. Yeah. Ton, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm really digging. I've only watched like three episodes, but it's pretty awesome. 
And I'm not really into animation stuff. What does that mean? You don't like cartoons? I mean, I some I do, but it's like... Most of them that I like, it's because of nostalgic reasons. It's not just... Like, I don't watch Family Guy, or I haven't been watching Simpsons since I was 11 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't watch any of that stuff. You're too mature or what? No, I don't know. It just doesn't... It just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Not enough race cars? Yeah. Maybe. I could see that. Um, Yeah, I just don't... I mean, I watch... If my daughter's watching an animated series, I'll watch some of that with her. She usually wants me to sit around with her. She's been watching Gem lately. She's into it all of a sudden. That is truly outrageous. It really really is. And it's kind of strange... I mean, I guess I get it why she likes it, but it's also like strange that she likes it because it's not, I mean, it's definitely old looking. You know what I'm saying? It's old looking and not like me. It's not all glossy and whatever, like the new modern animation, but she thinks it's totally awesome. Maybe she likes it because there's still like explosions and, but it's 40 years old fights and stuff. It looked it looked like state-of-the-art back then. Yeah, it did. I like the Misfits. Their songs are better. I figured you would. Did you buy the dolls with the cassette tapes? No, I haven't done any of that yet. Yet. You are yet. planning on it. I very much might happen. If you get the cassette tapes, could we play them on the show? Absolutely. Did you know we had the voice of Jim on the show? Yes. Uh Rita Phillips. Awesome. She was the singing voice. Okay. Not the talking voice. Yeah. Those were different. Yeah, the misfits are really mean. And I have to, I feel like the need as a parent to point that out to Sophia because I don't want her to grow up wanting to be a misfit. You know? (laughs) But I also don't really want her to want to be a gem either. I don't know. It's weird. What if she was really into Danzig? I mean, that's kind of a different story. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I don't want her to be a uh, the type of person like the Misfits on that cartoon, because they do some really mean stuff. And they're, like, in cahoots with a manager who, like, hires a guy to plant bombs in, their, in, the, other, in the other girls' houses and start stuff on fire and... Like what's wrong with that? Like try to actually kill people over a battle of the bands. <laughs> That's a little extreme. It's kind of weird. Like I so- sometimes feel conflicted letting her watch it because I'm like, this is crazy. This is just the battle of the bands, and people's lives are at risk and orphans. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like this is crazy. These little children. Well, that's rock and roll time. It really is. I have about 14 messages from John and New Ulm. <coughs> really? If you're interested in that. Sure. The first one reads, Crap. Heard <laughs> Rambo 6 movie. Not true. Guess don't believe all stuff on what's trending. Missed work Wednesday. Sometimes I don't eat slash drink enough. That night had dream about dad. Next morning, got text. The stray black cat by dad's house had to be put down. Was in a fight with another animal? 
A vote for me is a vote for you, your family, and America. I am John, and I approve this message. Hoo-yah. <laughs> wow. P.S. Just heard my old call in. I'm John, and I listen to Five Count. Thanks. And I need to do a new one. Or call in. October 2019. Last call. This summer, fan. 15 years. P.P.S. It's There's more. Fun movies for Floyd Shouts a lot. Floyd Shouts a lot. <laughs> Three Amigos. Pee Wee Bike. Or him with Mormons. Grown Ups 2. Malibu Most Wanted. Zookeeper. Tommy Boy. But has Tiny Sad Spot. Message for What's Trending. Get rid of fake stuff. I am John. And I really do approve this message. It was John a new home. Wow. What a guy. Thank you so much, John. That's nice of you to, to try to contribute some of those movies for Floyd Shouts, too. I hope I relayed. Re, relayed? Relayed? I hope I read that right. Yeah. That's what That's, I'm trying to say. I guess, yeah. Bummer that you weren't feeling good, man. Um, also, really crazy about that dream and with the cat and stuff. That's kind of wild, huh? It's kind of weird. Also, I was... Uh, Really conflicted and sort of bummed when I heard about the Rambo Six deal, also. But John, have you been watching the uh, the Family Stallone? I started trying to watch that. Um, Dust, you were right. It's really so far mostly about the daughters, and that's kind of I don't know how I feel about that. Not interested. But it does show Sly still quite a bit, and it follows him on set of. Uh, of Tulsa it follows him there um it's weird it's real you know what's weird to me is seeing Sly in his 70s embracing a reality show like that like he's just letting cameras fall on him around on set and like talking to the camera and junk and or do the people work in the camera it just seems like so odd to me at times not like it not that it look that it's bad it just seems like it's just weird it's weird because i i mean i think we kind of touched on this before but sly is somehow i hold him like in this upper echelon <laughs> at least for american actors you know like he's this he's to me on this like upper top level where they're they become like unaccessible and then to see them like that it's just like this isn't supposed to be happening does that make sense how do you feel knowing that there are other people who think of you that way i can't believe that that's really what would be happening i hear i hear about it constantly no you do not i do i think that'd be also extremely weird and I would have to tell those people, please, I'm just a normal person. Not in any kind of upper echelon. They just consider you to be a humble hunk. Do you remember, do you remember like the first time you saw the Osbournes? Did you feel that way? Like they're like Ozzy is like this, this huge figure to you. And then you see him there just like in his house. And it was it weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't like that show. 
I didn't like it that much either. Because I was a, a big fan of his. And a lot of people in high school used to rip on me for being a fan of his. And then suddenly he was like everybody's favorite. And I really feel like they made him out to be kind of a buffoon on that show. Yeah. And now when I hear that people think that same way about this show and about how stupid I sound, like now you know how I felt. I don't know. I'm just saying it's like a little bit. It's a little bit of a weird feeling like that's like it's not supposed to be happening. But then it just quickly cuts to his daughters and then you're like, okay, whatever. Uh, Not that I have anything against his daughters. It's just that very obviously I'm watching it because I'm a huge fan of Sly. And then what if he was your dad? Your father-in-law. I don't even know. What do you mean? Like, I'm saying, what if Sly was your father-in-law? I mean, I can't think of a better possibility to happen. Do you think your wife, hypothetical wife, would ever get upset if she found out that it was really her dad you were in love with? (laughs) And the marriage was a sham. She probably would, yeah. So you could hang out with Sly. Yeah, she probably would get upset about that. I could see I could see that. What's really interesting though is a lot of the um the the daughters when they talk on that show, they talk like it's near impossible to date anyone because most guys freak out when they find out that Sly is the dad. And they can't like they don't even wanna attempt. They don't want to walk into the house. That's why it would be obtainable for somebody like you and sly is does seem like very protective of them also which is understandable but yeah i feel like i'd be the opposite i would be a hundred percent like i'm using you to get to your dad so when do we get to go to your house no i i think one of them did tell a story once about that and she had to have that talk like are you trying to date me or are you trying to date my dad <laughs> but and what was his answer the dad and then she dumped him bummer yeah i'd have that same talk with ton no i feel like i first met i said hey listen are you trying to date me or are you trying to date gully oh man i think i could i think i could walk the line you know i think i could handle both sides you know what i'm saying i don't it sounds weird I mean, I could date Sly and the daughter at the same time. I think it'd be okay. I'd make it work. It sounds like a script in the making. <laughs> should really sit down and flesh that out. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, man. Done. I'm saying I would do what it would take. I'm going to do something that it's going to take, whatever that means. It means Gwen Dickey's on the program tonight from Rose Royce. Should we hear all about it? Yeah, man. I talked to her, and she's like, hey, that's that show with Ton, right? I said, yes, ma'am. And then she said, I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's hear it. We're here today with Gwen Dickey, the original voice of the band Rose Royce. Gwen, how are you today? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, first of all, Gwen, can you tell us a bit about 
what you're up to these days. What have you been uh, working on as of late? Well, I've been uh, working on some new material for Gwen Dickey, nothing to do with Rose Royce. And I have one more uh, song to do. And we're going to uh, get it out on all uh, social media outlets. Excellent. Yeah, it looks like you've been busy here. I know you, you've got quite a few shows coming up later this year as well and, uh, with Shalimar. Can you tell the listeners a bit about that, how you got together with them? Well, I mean, I've been friends with Shalimar since the Rose Royce days. You know, we all lived in L.A. And uh, we'd see each other occasionally. So, uh, yeah, we're friends. And I was asked to um, be a guest on their tour. And I said, of course, I'd love to. Do you it know- should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Will we be able to see you on the road here, maybe in the U.S., or are you only playing in the U.K. as of now? Well, no, no, I'm, I'm waiting for the phone to ring. Nobody wants me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, we, um, we're waiting for um, someone to call and, and be serious about wanting to book me, and uh, people will see me here in the States. it's something that I really want to do is to perform back in in the States at home. Yeah, definitely. I hope that works out. And you mentioned you're working on uh, some new music. I know you had uh, some success with your own solo career. Are you getting uh, back to that now after, um, I know you kind of took a break here and there. You've always been performing, but you're back in the studio, you said? I'm back in the studio. I'm loving the material that uh, we've written. And as I said, we've got one more song to do. And it will be put out on all social media outlets, hopefully by the end of March, if not the beginning of April. Awesome. So I'm very excited. Yeah, that is great news. Yeah. Who, who are you uh, playing with this time around? Who's on the new tracks with you? Uh, just me. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. Yeah, if, just me. I don't know if you had maybe uh, a band or, or some other musicians you were playing with? or No, I, I mean, we brought in musicians, of course, to, um, to play, you know, we didn't, we didn't need a lot of musicians because uh, one of my producers, he did most of it in, in the studio. And then we, we, for instance, we'd bring in a guitar player or a percussion player. So we didn't really need a lot of musicians. That's how we do it these days. <laughs> yeah, things uh, definitely have changed since uh, back when you first started, that's for sure. Yes, where you'd have to bring in all these musicians, but now everything's done on the computer mostly. Well, Gwen, I wanted to ask you a bit about those early days and starting the band Rose Royce. I mean, from what I've read, it was kind of an interesting chain of events, how everything unfolded for you. Uh, Well, yes. I mean, because first of all, I never wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be an airline stewardess so I could travel the world without having to pay for tickets. (laughs) (laughs) But since I've been traveling and I see what these ladies and gentlemen go through, I think uh, the blessing of me becoming a singer was the best thing for me. (laughs) Trust me, I would not have made it. So singing turned out to be the best thing. But I was uh, just singing, hanging out with friends, singing for fun in a club in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And I got discovered by uh, Joe Harris, who is the lead singer of a group called Undisputed Truth. They had a song called Smiling Faces you and your listeners might be familiar with. Sure. And and uh, he called Norman Whitfield, the late Norman Whitfield, who was the producer of um, Undisputed Truth, and it then became the producer of Rolls Royce. And I went out to audition, and when he saw me, he was like, yeah, you know, you look all right. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he said it just like that. He was like, yeah, you look all right. 
so I had been there uh, for about a week, and I said, you know, I'm just sitting around the pool, you know, eating eat steaks at that time. I don't eat meat anymore. And I said, I'm ready to go home. And he said, and he looked at me, and he said, the next time you go back to Miami, people are going to be running down the street calling your name. And I'm looking at him, well, this guy is crazy. <laughs> what is he talking about? But as luck would have it, he was absolutely right. The next time I went to Miami, people were running behind our bus calling my name, which was quite weird. Yeah. That's when we had, car, you know, car washes out. So, of course, you know, there was a, a frenzy. Definitely. Yeah. The, the soundtrack to, to car wash. I mean, did you ever imagine that, you know, that, that film and that soundtrack both, they, they would wind up to, uh, to become what it has here over the years? To be honest with you. I didn't even think about it because uh, Norman uh, Whitfield's niece and I were sitting, there was this big wall outside his house in, in Beverly Hills, and we were sitting there just watching uh, watching the guys play basketball. And Norman comes up to me, he said, I want to teach you a song. So I said, okay. And he said, the song is called Car Wash. So Norman's niece, her name is Bunny, she and I looked at each other like, you want me to sing a song about a car wash? He meant, uh, yeah, this song is going to make you rich and famous. I'm like, yeah, okay. And he started singing, working at the car wash. And she and I, I mean, we literally fell on the ground laughing. <laughs> he, was, he was not happy. So he said, come in the house so I can teach you this song. We're going to record it. I'm like, oh, my God. People are going to say, what in the world? She's singing a song about a car wash. He said, trust me, this song is going to be big. And, of course, he was right. We went to uh, the premiere, and when the song started, I mean, Richard Pryor and all the actors were on their feet dancing, and the director was having, I mean, he was having a meltdown. He's like, turn that music off. Sit down. You need to watch the film. He was literally foaming at the mouth. He was so mad. <laughs> as soon as the hand clap started and the bass kicked in, everybody in that room were on their feet dancing. I'll never forget it. And we were looking at each other and like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> we were sitting in the, in the back of this theater, and, and Norman was laughing. He was like, I told you this was going to be a big song. I mean, see people like Richard Pryor and all these actors on their feet dancing to our song, which we thought was quite corny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it was good. I'll never forget it. Yeah, that song, of course, and, and so many on that album, and uh, for me, especially that song, I'm going down. I think one of the greatest songs ever. That's still my, probably my favorite off that album. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Well, I mean, you... it's been it's been covered by Mary J. Blind and a couple other artists. So you're not the only one that really likes it, <laughs> <laughs> besides me, of course. <laughs> well, Gwen, did you spend any time on the set of the film while while they were making it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, every day because Norman had to be there to see uh, what they were doing, what scene they were doing, so that he could go back and write music for that scene. So basically, I was with him every day, the bass player and I, we would we would jump in the car and go with him every day. That scene with the Corner Sisters, when we heard that song, because we had watched them do that, that scene. And then Norman went home and wrote, uh, and wrote the music for that scene, and we were like, wow. <laughs> we were more excited about that song than we were car wash well yeah i know that film and that album and and the ones that uh you know the three other ones you did after that really influenced you know a who's who of rappers and r&b artists over the years i mean it must be cool for you to know the influence uh that you've had on on popular music really uh, over the years 
I mean, I, I, I'm always quite surprised that uh, I hear all these rappers using uh, Wishing on a Star, Love Don't Live Here Anymore, and the beautiful and talented uh, Miss Beyonce recorded it. I was like, oh. And then Jay-Z, before he became the person who is now in the industry, uh, was constantly knocking on my door, <laughs> having his people call me <laughs> to, uh, to be Wishing on a Star with him. I was like, mate, I've seen it. Find somebody else. I don't want to do it. And they wouldn't take no for an answer. So to get rid of them, I did it. And it was it was a it was a pretty good record. It turned out to be top ten, so it wasn't too bad. And it put him on the road to be this uh mogul that he has become. And I'm quite happy that I played a part in helping him to uh to get to where he is today. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's great. The, the success that you had with Rolls Royce and then eventually, as you mentioned here on your own with your solo career as well. I mean, you've had a lot of success there too. I love that you're still out there doing it. It's amazing the, the success you've had and you continue to have. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, to be honest with you, I don't know how to do anything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no choice. My parents insisted that I go to college and be a doctor or a lawyer. But I, as I said, I never wanted to sing. I never thought of myself as a singer. It's just something that just fell in my lap. And once my parents saw the success of Rose Royce, then they kind of got off my back. But they were very, very insistent that I go to college. I did go, but I didn't go to class. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was taking their checks until my sister blabbed and said, you know, she's not going to, she's not in college. She's just taking your money. She's hanging out with these people singing in nightclubs and everything. Oh. They went mental. <laughs> the chick the stopped and they said, oh, you need to get a job. And, you know, we, we, we're sending you to college and you haven't even been to one class. I said, I, I did go to one. I know a little bit about an airplane. <laughs> but anyway, well, it you, all turned out good in the end. Yeah, you definitely made the right choice. And as you mentioned, you're, you've got new music here coming out pretty soon. Um, Gwen, is there anything else maybe we should be watching out for or something the fans uh, might keep an eye out for? Oh, I, I, I'd rather not say. I don't want to put a damper on it and, and then it doesn't happen. But there could be something else coming along that uh, your listeners will enjoy and and hopefully embrace it. That's, that's all I can say right now. Okay, yeah. Just uh, as you mentioned, uh, the social media pages like Facebook and stuff, that's the place to be uh, keeping an eye on things? Yes, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Apple. They're going to be uh, the songs will be on all of the uh, media outlets. Hopefully by the end of March, if not definitely by April. But my photograph will be there and, and my name, so people will will know it's me. And hopefully they like what they hear. Definitely, I know they will. And Gwen, it's been an honor speaking with you. I am a huge fan, and thank you so much for joining thank me. You. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, then. Thank you. And again, that was the one and only Gwen Dickey of Rose Royce. Stay tuned for her new music coming out soon.
This is Ralph Johnson of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and guess what? You're listening to The Five Count. Check it out.
Talk is cheap. That's right, honey. This is Garrett Morris. You're listening to The Five Counts.
Do your dance, Don. Oh, yeah. And stop the New Order bus. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome back to the Five Count. That was Gwen Dickey from Rose Royce. Good stuff. Is it love you're after, Tom? It is. Yes, it well, is. Love don't live here anymore. Oh, man. Serious bummer. How great is the soundtrack to Car Wash? Uh, really good. Really great. Excellent. Okay. I mean, it's good. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Yeah. Gwen Dickey. That was a good get, I thought. Oh, yeah. Who else do you think we should get on the show this year? Let's do some brainstorming here. I can make a list. Anybody you want, I'll make it happen. Yeah, but you've been... Uh, I've, I've been, been trying I've to been get... delivering, I know. Well, I want to land Sly still. We've been trying for that for years. Sly, Chuck Norris... What would you ask Chuck Norris? Billy Floyd shouts. I've met him. If you had Chuck Norris on, what would you ask him? Better Um, yet, if I had Chuck Norris on and I said, hey, I got an interview with Chuck Norris. Can you make it? What would you say? I can't. I'm sorry. No, I'd definitely try to make it. Oh. I would ask him about Bruce Lee. I would ask him about his uh, early championships in karate. Um, I would ask, I would definitely ask him how he feels about, uh, like his internet fame. I would definitely do that. Would you ask him about, um, solo flex? (laughs) Maybe. Did you have one of those? No. I did. That's why I look like Chuck Norris from the neck down. Wow. It was that easy, huh? You just got to buy that thing. And the stretchy pants. Yeah. Action pants. Yeah, the action jeans. Yeah. So you can wear cool blue jeans, but not rip them when you have to hand out some crescent kicks. Yeah. Bunch of high kicks. Very practical. Wow. Okay, so uh, Chuck Norris and Billy Floyd shouts. Got yeah. them. Anybody else you can think of? Not off the top of my head. I'm going to have to think about it. All right, well. It's a good list. It's a good start. You can get your uncle, Bobby Allison. Get him on there. Get him on this program. I want to say something to you, Ton, but I don't. I feel terrible. But I had an interview with the guy from April Wine. (laughs) And I was given a number that didn't work. Uh, so then I emailed the people back and said, hey, this number ain't working. And they ghosted me. So I think he got away. Wow. And it kills me to say that because I know you like to rock. I do like to rock. I like it. You like it. <laughs> how did how? How did they just ghost you like that? I don't know. They said, hey, you gave me the wrong number. I'd researched April Wine for hours, and I was ready. I just thought, Tana's going to be devastated. Isn't that a bummer? (sighs) Makes me sick. Ah, it's fine. Tana, do you know what we were doing, like, uh, 
a while back, if you had to guess? I don't know. I mean, probably this program. You're right. Really? Yes. Well, how do you know? Well, this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. Wow. (laughs) You're telling me. (laughs) It was March 1st, 2014. And we were, in fact, doing this program. A lot of stuff happened in that night. Can I tell you about it? Yeah, man. Um, it was a special musical tribute to Harold Ramis, who had just passed away. It was a sad week. It says here during the show, we discussed who would portray us in our upcoming biopics. And you warned the listeners about the dangers of filling bathtubs with jello. Oddly, I kind of remember this. And we gave away tickets to see St. Vincent. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And then we played a bunch of Harold Ramis movie soundtrack songs. And we also collected spores, molds, and fungus. (laughs) If I remember right. (coughs) Wow. That was 10 years ago. That's crazy. Hmm. St. Vincent, she's kind of like a bigger deal now, isn't she? Yeah, yep. We were in on the ground floor. Saving the day. Saving the day. That's pretty awesome. Good program. Yeah, that was 10 years ago, Ton. That means tonight is the 10-year anniversary of the death of Harold Ramis. Sorry about that. Wow. That is kind of rough. Well, we still have each other. It's also kind of weird to think that we've been doing that 10-year segment for about 10 years then. Mm, Probably closer to 15 years. Wow. Do you think we need to start going back 20 years in five-count history? Or is that just ridiculous? That's ridiculous. We did talk about jam for 10 minutes, so... I mean, we've been known to be ridiculous. Do you think people even know jam? She's truly outrageous. I mean, probably not, right? Have you looked at the dolls? They're ridiculous. The hair? Have you looked at the doll of the dude? The dude manager and the hair on that guy? No. It's crazy. It's like the craziest hair and makeup I've ever seen on a a Barbie. Are you looking to maybe collect them all? Uh, Probably not. Unless I buy it all in a lot. How many are there, really? But I'd buy them loose. It can't be that much. Here, here's one of Kimber in the box on eBay. It's only $458. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Oh, come on. I'm not at all doing that. You have to buy them mint in box, so then you'll be able to get the cassette tapes. No, I'm talking loose figures here. What if they don't have all the accessories? What if they have, like, bootleg outfits or hairbrushes or something? And here's the problem. You also get, if you look, there's, there's like, there's gem figures and then there's Jerrica figures also. Yeah, you need both of so those. So you need to get both? Glitter and gold. Mm. Oh, here. 
Jamming the Holograms, Hasbro Dolls, Lot of 10, Kimber Synergy, Shanna, 170 bucks. Loose figures, a couple guitars, and some outfits. You know, that's still too much money, 170 bucks. I did find the inbox version of Rio, the the dude with uh, the ton hair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 120 Australian dollars. See that dude's hair, man? It's ridiculous. Which is about 80 bucks US. It's not bad. You really got to admit, though, the the eye makeup on him is pretty stellar for a doll. I'll admit that. Pizzazz. Did they all come with a cassette, or was it only certain boxes that had the cassette? I don't know. You're the gem expert. Don't you know? See, I got to do more research. I do know that they sold, like, special side packages that just had the outfits. Yeah. In case you want to dress them up. Totally. So when do you expect that you'll complete your collection? No idea. I got to start watching the market. I mean, I got to wait for the market to drop out on these gems. Well, that's not going to happen now that you went on here and told everybody how sweet they are. I mean, I can't. Because ultimately, if I give them to Sophia, I want her to be able to play with them. I don't want... Time you have to display them in a glass case. Three hundred bucks, mint in box. Come on. And the gem dolls are way better than Barbie rockers, right? Barbie rockers are dumb. Wait a Whoa. second, Tom. There was a keyboard, tape player playset. Really? Did you know about this? No. This is the part of the program where Ton and I look for old dolls on eBay. There was a what now? Keyboard? It's like a keytar cassette player stage playset. Wow. I think really it'd be good for ratings if you just pieced this all together tonight. I don't know. I can't afford it. I can't afford to go this crazy. Man. Why not? Oh, I see that now. New wave waterbed and piano accessories. <laughs> waterbed and piano. Wow. Just like Ton's bedroom in the 80s. Man. Anyhow, it seems pretty sweet. Oh, I'm excited for you. Now that I'm looking at it, yeah, that keyboard keytar thing is really cool. 90 bucks. Tax time is coming. Isn't that what everybody says? Yeah. I can say if I got it for Sophia, she would be like over the moon. Why don't you get it for me? Maybe she'll be gem for Halloween this year. Maybe I'll be gem this year for Halloween. She's kind of going back and forth, though. For a while, she wanted to be the sorceress for Halloween. I think more recently, she was talking about trying to be an owl. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe I could convince her to be Jem. That'd be easier to find a sweet outfit and do her hair really crazy and do that eye makeup. It'd be a lot easier for me. I don't know how I'm going to make the sorceress outfit if she wants to do that. That's crazy. 
Can't you just sew it together? I mean, I can try, but... Don't you sew most of your clothes? How do I do the wings and then make, like, the... The head part, you know, like the bird for Zor and... Just um, use those... Those big Valentine's Day angel wings that you had. Can you just repurpose those? I mean, I could try, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's not real practical. What else are you going to use those for? Yeah. I mean, she wants accuracy. She wants realism. I'm just saying, you don't go to as many raves anymore. Yeah. So it might be time to pass them down. Yeah, let her have them. That's a good point. Actually, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying we could... Here's some music. We could hear a ton. We could hear from everyone's favorite traveling troubadour, Burl Ives. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be great. I love that guy. Kids love Burl Ives, right? Oh, yeah. Kids love Jim and the Holograms. What if Burl Ives was part of the Misfits? <laughs> what if he was the voice of Rio? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Let's hear what that would sound like. Stay tuned now for the Burl Ives program, produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening pleasure. Burl's guest tonight, Bing Crosby. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. My master's gone away. Mm-hmm. Coming up the road again, your wayfaring stranger, Philco's friendly troubadour, Burl Ives. Wish I was an apple on a tree Wish I was an apple on a tree If I was an apple on a tree My girl come along and take a bite of me I wish I was an apple on a tree Wish I was a sun up above Wish I was a sun up above By a sun up above I'd shine right down on my true love I wish I was a sun up above Wish I was a squirrel with a big long tail Wish I was a squirrel with a big long tail If I was a squirrel with a big long tail I'd spread it out and away it'd sail Wish I was a squirrel with a big long tail Wish I was a woolly boogie bee Wish I was a woolly boogie bee If I was a woolly boogie bee I'd make my home in that cherry tree I wish I was a woolly boogie bee Wish I was a fuzzy wuzzy fox Wish I was a fuzzy wuzzy fox as fuzzy wuzzy fox, I wouldn't have to change my socks. I wish I was fuzzy wuzzy fox. Yes, sir, I don't see any harm in wishing to be what you ain't, as long as you wish to be better. Now you take me, I wish I was one of those golden-voiced announcers with tones shaped like palm granites, making sounds as sweet as milk and wild honey. Well, you couldn't stand it when I told you what a star-studded little program that we're going to have today. You'd brush away a tear when I told you that the first song that I'm going to sing is the story of the hobo's paradise, the big rock candy mountain. Oh, the buzzing of the bees and the cigarette trees, 
the soda water fountain where the lemonade springs and the bluebird sings in the big rock and the mountain on a summer's day the month of may a burly bum come a hiking down a shady lane near the sugar cane he was looking for his liking as he strolled along he sung a song of a land of milk and honey where a bum can stay for many a day and he won't need any money oh the buzz and love the bees and the cigarette trees the soda water fountain where the lemonade springs and the bluebird sings in the big rock and the mountain in the big rock and the mountain the cops have wooden legs the bulldogs all have rubber teeth the hens lay soft boiled eggs the farmers trees are full of fruit the barns are full of hay i want to go where there ain't no snow where the sleet don't fall and the wind don't blow in that big rock and the mountain oh, 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 oh the buzz and love the bees and the cigarette trees the soda water fountain where the lemonade springs and the bluebird sings in that big rock and the mountain you know people come up to me lots of times and say burl what are the people like that you're working for and i say why the phil cole people are the nicest folks you ever saw they're the kind of people Hi, that well old bing come right on in you on the air Yep, I was just about to begin my Philco commercial. Oh, commercial. Et tu brute. Huh? They got everybody doing it, I guess. It's a fad. Sweeping the country like the lime cola. Where's the man? What man? The man? Why, the man with the big bull whip that stands over you. And with every lash, he says, Tote that Philco. Lift that 1201. <laughs> drop that commercial and we'll drop your option. Oh, he's a doll boy. Clever personality. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have any trouble with him, Bing. You know, huh? No. You see, they just slide me in the slot and close the door. Ah, how humane. You know, Burl, as we go through life, it becomes increasingly evident that always, somewhere, there's kindness and mercy. I'll tell you what, Bing. Hmm? Let's not have any commercial. Do we dare? Yeah, we just won't tell anybody. They'll never know. Well, you know I ain't going to fight you on that. <laughs> Cozy little place you got here, though, Burl. Yeah. Quiet, peaceful. Mm -hmm. No hustle, no bustle. Speaking of bustle, there's no hope. Uh, oh, well, say, I hmm. understand that you're making your own picture with Mr. Uh, Robin Hope. Mr. Robin Hope? Isn't that a pretty gay handle for an old pool hustler? <laughs> it might be. But what you say is solid true, Burl. Bob and I are putting up a few roadblocks on the road to Rio. Bing, you know, I think it's time that uh, uh, you took on a, you know, a new partner. Well, come in, come in, oh, Burl. What, uh, why don't you kind of hitch up with me? Best offer I've had since Balaban and Cass. But you want to be careful. Are you sure you really want to do this? Is you, uh, you sure, huh? Yeah, yeah. You right, know what they're saying in England? Well, what are they saying? Well, recent news dispatches from England aver that the Crosby voice is a malevolent influence and it's gnawing at the very foundations of the British Empire. Is that so? Well, we ain't afraid of them, boy. You go right ahead and sing while I stand them off with my shooting iron. Well, who knows? We might go down to glory that way, partner. Might get our pictures in each and every package of sweet caprols. <laughs> Steady now. Let me lean on your old guitar. 
From this valley they say that you're going I shall miss your sweet face and your smile Because you are weary and tired You are changing your range for a while Then come sit here a while ere you leave us Do not hasten to bid us adieu Just remember the Red River Valley And the cowboy who loves you so true I've been thinking a long time, my darling Of the sweet words you never would say Now, alas, must my fond hopes all vanish For they say you are going away There never could be such a longing In the heart of a poor cowboy's breast As dwells in the heart you are breaking As I wait in my home in the west Do you think of the valley you're leaving? Oh, how lonely and dreary it'll be you think of the kind heart you're hurting and the pain you are causing to me? That was mighty fine singing, Bing. Thank you, Burl. And I might say also that the dulcet, pristine plunking of your guitar illuminated the more <laughs> subtly bucolic passages of Jan Melody with a bell-like brilliance. Bing, it's plain to see that your stay with the city folks has put a fine old veneer on your manners. On my britches, too. <laughs> and now, Mr. Crosby, mm-hmm. would you care to join me in a small duet? Okay. A sort of a uh, aperitif. Aperitif? Oh, la la, mon si belle. vous êtes I think that would be real recherche. After you, Mr. Rives. Three green bottles hanging on the wall. Three green bottles hanging on the wall. If one green bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be two green bottles hanging on the wall. Two green bottles hanging on the wall. Two green bottles hanging on the wall. If one green bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be one green bottle hanging on the wall. One green bottle hanging on the wall. One green bottle hanging on the wall. If one green bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be no green bottle hanging on the wall. No green bottles hanging on the wall. He's lonely. No green bottles hanging on the wall. If one green bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be no minus one green bottle hanging on the wall. Minus one green bottle hanging on the wall. Minus one green bottle hanging on the wall. If one green bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be minus two green bottles hanging on the wall. Minus two green bottles hanging on the wall. Minus minus two green bottles hanging on the wall. If one green bottle should accidentally fall, there'll be minus three green bottles hanging on the wall. 
minus three green bottles hanging on the wall. How's your wind minus? Hey, listen, Pearl, I think yeah. you'd carry this right on up into the square root of minus three bottles. You <laughs> root of it. We don't yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think to alleviate the bottle shortage. Here, not though. a thing. I think it's about mm -hmm. time to stop on that one. Yeah, let's you want to sing it. something else? What do you got? Something special? Well, no, what do you got ready for? Let's see. Uh, it says here that uh, we have a special treat for you. For me? Yeah. Well, My friend Harry has some uh, uh, printed pamphlets uh, on Philco that he'd like to, to read out loud to you. Oh, I wouldn't miss this for anything in the world. Will May he... I get right over there close to him? Yeah, he's going to do it. Snuggle right up. Let me hear this. Well, Bing, I just want to say thanks a million to you for coming over, and I sure enjoyed the harmony. Burl, as I stand here with my teeth in my mouth and Georgia on my mind, I want to tell you that the pleasure was all mine. Anybody who wouldn't like to come over here and sing with you would eat lye soap and backtrack a rabbit, really. <laughs> you come on over to my Philco show soon, now, will you? You hear? I sure so will, long, Bing. Boy. So long. So long, friends. I'll be seeing you. I'm just a wayfaring stranger Ever traveling to and fro And there's no toil, no storm, no danger In that fair home to which I go I'm going there to see my mother I'm going there no more to roam I'm just a go ever onward I'm just a go So long, Burl. Listen next week at this time for Burl Eyes, Philco's friendly troubadour, whose weekly visit is produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening pleasure. And come into our store and let us demonstrate the new Philco radios and radio phonographs. I'm just a golden ever onward. I'm just a golden over.
Hey, we're back. Aw, yeah. And welcome back. It's The Five Count, starring Ton and Bing Crosby. Man, I'd love to be on the same bill as Bing Crosby. Well, I'm kind of like the Bing Crosby of public radio. Sort of, if you kind of squint. Yeah, squint my eyes real tight. You do look just like him, really. Huh. Ton, I got some good news and some bad news. The good news is that there was an immense outpouring from people on our Patreon page who love the five count at the movies. Oh, yeah. The bad news is they all want you to continue doing it, even though you begged them to let you quit. (laughs) Sure. So how do you feel about that? I feel fine about it. So you're going to continue on? Sure. Listen, if you wanted to join us on Patreon, you could do that and... We sure would appreciate it. You could watch the five count at the movies where we watch movies and TV shows and other things and ton talks over it. Sometimes I doze off. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could doze off. Tony, tone, tone, Tony said, maybe you just need a vacation from it. Or you could find a beach vacation movie. That's a good plan. Either way, you're going to have to continue on. Because it's the only thing Tony has to live for, he said. (laughs) Bummer. Yeah. Sorry about that, Tony Tone. He said, without Ton, I'm nothing. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people share that same sentiment. Wow. Well, I'm sorry about that. It's fine. Hey, you know, you could go to thefivecount.com. It's on the internet. Uh, have you ever been on the internet? Yeah, man, I've been there before. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. It's fine. I mean, I'm sure there's better sites, but not many. You should go there and see what it's all about. There's like 158 million old episodes of this show. In case you want to hear what Ton sounded like yawning like last year or 18 years ago, it's all there. That is weird. When you listen back that far, wow. Ton was in fourth grade when we started this show. We actually sound totally different. We somehow sound stupider. (laughs) If you can believe that. (laughs) Oh, man. What a time. Ton is like way over the top and I'm way under the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's crazy. And when you mix us together, great radio is born. Man. It was really good. I I highly suggest doing that. Go back, check out some really old episodes, see what you think. All the really, really old episodes are on our Patreon page. If you like this show or tolerate it or, you know, whatever, you could just sign up. It's like a dollar. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be pretty awesome. And it thanks, makes me feel good. Thanks to those of you who are already signed up. Yeah. And uh, Nikki, um, I'm sorry. I forgot to honk at you. I wanted to actually stop, but I, it was kind of like too late that I realized I'm pretty sure I saw you and your mans walking down the street. Your mans? How yep. many mans were there? Just one. Oh. 
But he's so, like, larger than life, it seems like there's more than one. You know what I mean? He's, like, such a hunk. I don't, but... I mean, I get that part. Yeah. I mean, you haven't been in his presence like I have. Just cruising by, it was like, oh, wow. They do have a son named Dustin, which is kind of dumb. That's crazy. Not sure why you'd choose a dumb name yeah, like that. Why would you do that? Whoops. Maybe he'll get around to legally changing it. Yeah. <laughs> so people stop snapping his undies. Bomber. Anyway, um, I'm pretty sure I saw you guys. So uh, next time, if I do see you again, I'll try to honk or roll my window down, pull over, say hey. That sort of thing. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. I was actually off a little bit early i think that day to go and uh, pick up some last minute stuff for my daughter's birthday oh bought her some gifts baked her a cake did the whole thing did you have any time left over to check us out on youtube yeah man a lot of fun stuff happening there the five count co-op is on there i've heard about that show it's pretty awesome top-notch uh, program at least 13 people have heard and watched it yeah it's really great ton plays old video games highly regarded conquers them all handedly and he could show you how to do it extreme walkthroughs complete tutorial <laughs> ton plays all day every day wow he's got formula one racing on in the background yeah it's really worth it do they have Formula One racing Nintendo games? I don't know. Like don't, Mario Andretti? I don't think so. Is that a guy or did I just make that name up? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's funny because when you talk about NES, you just immediately, when you say that, I think of like Super Mario. Yeah, that's a real game. And Andretti. <laughs> oh, no. What does that music mean? It means we're we're at the end here. Oh, ton. I'm so sorry. What do you do when we leave here? Um, I go home and unfortunately my night typically isn't over. Hmm. I always picture you like um like Pee Wee's Playhouse or Mr. Rogers where like at the end of every show you leave. It's like, well, where do you go? Yeah. What are you doing when you're not here? I'm very confused and lonely. You know, I always used to wonder that about both of those guys, but really Pee-wee, because he, he flies out of his playhouse and he's on that scooter and he's cruising to somewhere and he looks like he's having a blast. And I was always like, why don't I get to see where Pee-wee's going? Like, why don't I just stop and he's still cruising down the road? Because there are some episodes where he sleeps at the playhouse like he has a bed there and pajamas and, yeah. and a toilet why does he leave where does he go he has another house what does he do for work nothing but he has two houses <laughs> yeah huh. it's crazy that is crazy I wish we could talk about it more but unfortunately the show's over Hey, did you know that you could listen to me talk to other people on Mondays at 1.30 p.m. Central Time on KMSU? It's like a whole nother show that isn't this show. Not too many shows. 
Too many. I wish somebody would pay me. <laughs> that would be nice. Thanks to Gwen Dickey from Rose Royce for being on the show. Thanks to Ton for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. That was the end of the story. If you would like to hear it again, turn the tape over.